Welcome to the Gavelcast, Series 7, Episode 34. This podcast is brought to you by the AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Sultan Zainal Abidin. This episode is titled, Gender Equality, Equalizing Career Opportunities. We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone, you are listening to Gavelcast. I'm Siti Nurhusnina, the Officer of Economic and Activities. Asian Law Students Association, University Sultan Zainal Abidin, UNISA, and I will be your host today. The title for today's episode is Equalizing Career Opportunities. Please welcome our honorable guest, Ms. Iza Izalan, the Executive Director of Women Girls. Thank you, Ms., for spending time with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce our guest first. So, Ms. Iza Izalan is the Executive Director of Women Girls and the founder of Gang Goddess. She graduated with Master's in Education, International Development in University College London, United Kingdom, and also the holder of Bachelor of Education in Teaching English in University Technology Mara and Bachelor of Education in the University of South Australia. How have you been, Miss? Uh, I've been great. Thank you so much. Alhamdulillah. Thanks for having me on this show. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Today, Ms. Iza will share her thoughts regarding today's topic. So, what is a career? A career is a long-term professional occupation or profession and derives monetary benefit from it or salary. There are several qualification or requirements to fit in the career fields. For instance, the work experience, skills, abilities, along with education level. However, many companies prefer to employ men instead of women. Uh, do you think gender equality is one of the common issues in the career opportunities in Malaysia? What do you think, Miss? A great question. I think, unfortunately, um, it is still prevalent, although uh, in comparison to many other countries, uh, in fact, even uh, with our you know, Western counterparts, uh, I don't think it is as bad, uh, but it is definitely um, existing here in Malaysia. And um, although the career opportunities are actually quite vast, uh, we have so many job um, opportunities here in Malaysia, whether be it in the uh, skilled uh, industries or uh, non-skilled industries or different skills uh, industries, creative industries. There are so many opportunities. However, uh, typically people do um, tend to discriminate uh, when they hire. You know, employers do have, um, I would say, a filter uh, that they adopt during uh, employment, the employment process. So uh, I guess discrimination um, do exist, uh, unfortunately, uh, whether to what level or to what degree, to what kind of discrimination, it definitely varies. And having worked in you know, a women's NGO called Women Girls and also um, an online platform called Gang Gadis, we do work with a lot of uh, women, young women, and also younger people, including girls. Uh, there are a lot of women who, are, who fall through the cracks of the system. So, um, you know, because perhaps 
they have to because of the pressures of the culture and also the society where you know you don't have to study so high you have to get married at some point you have to bear children uh you know you just stay home and cook for your husband or your family these kinds of uh stigma is holding our women back and because of this stigma i think it perpetrates into our system as well when it comes to the workforce so people often think that you know because these women um are being held back so they you know uh maybe have the opportunity to just study up until spm level they don't go into tertiary education they don't have diplomas they don't have degrees let alone masters or phd so because of this their opportunity to further uh progress or climb the ladder um of their career uh that made it really really hard for them to be honest and um i think that's very discriminatory Oh, I see. I understand. Thank you so much, Miss. So, uh, the next question is: Women who want to work have her have a harder time finding a job than men. Share, please share your ideas. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And also, just extending from my point from the first uh question, um, you know, being a woman in itself is very complicated. Um, it is, and then you know, it's a It's a beautiful process being a woman from you know going from girlhood mm-hmm. to womanhood. It it is a beautiful process, you know. Uh we go through puberty, you know, we get our menstruation and then at some point uh we procreate, we get pregnant and then we become a mother uh and then uh you know grandparent hopefully. So um these kind of different seasons that every woman has to go through is very different than what a man has to go through. Uh they most likely go through puberty and then maybe just parenthood they don't go through as many um i suppose personal uh, or biological milestones like women and because of these things society always feel like these are the barriers the natural barriers that women have to go through however the society also do not help women and assist them in going back to work let's say if they are uh, you know they 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 give birth and then they go through uh confinement and then after that okay i want to you know go to work again the workforce is not so welcoming to this kind of women to mothers you know um i just read something recently about the way that the world works because of the repercussions of the uh, industrialization uh you know in the 60s in the 50s um the 9 to 5 was created to not Uh, have women in the workforce so as it is the system is already so broken you know because last time mm-hmm. it's only the dads only the fathers will go to work moms will stay home they will cook for the family they will ensure the kids finish their homework and all that but these days it's a bit more flexible you know and i don't think it's because women are like oh my god i want to go to work i want to go to work but oftentimes it's because they are dealt with not such a great hand of cards for example uh they are they fall into the b40 bracket you know where they cannot afford to just have the husband to go to work they cannot afford uh to you know just work from home no they have to together work with the husbands so because of this the system has to change to welcome women into the workforce be it wherever they are in their seasons as a woman whether they are a young woman or they are a mother whatever it should not matter and i think because of covid the way that um the world works um have changed 
you know, um, more, more people are working from home. The hours are slightly more flexible. I wouldn't say so flexible, but slightly. Um, I think this is a good pivot for everyone to think about, especially employers, to think about how you can be more inclusive to people who are not just men. You know, uh, people who mm-hmm. uh, have to give birth, people who have to go through confinement, people who uh, maybe they have taken a break uh, from work for a while, sebab nak uh, take care of their kids, and then they want to come back to work. You know, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter uh, if they take a sabbatical uh, to sort their personal life out. So I think that is my opinion on this. All right. Uh- I actually I I quite understand with you, Miss, with your opinion. <laughs> All right, uh, you agree, right? Mm, yes, I really agree because this matter is big matter actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, next we move on to the ne- the next question. Men are physically stronger than women. However, female have their own abilities, skills, knowledge, and capabilities. How do you think, Miss, about this? I completely agree. Uh, and also, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier where, you know, I think men and women are made differently. Um, not, there's no one gender that's better than the other or, you know, less than the other. No, I think, uh, I think God is fair, to be honest with you. God is fair, uh, even though they created everyone differently. Um, because of that, as you've mentioned, some people have uh, this kind, this set of flaws. Some people have this set of uh, strengths. Uh, it's not, re- it shouldn't, it shouldn't fall down on gender. It shouldn't fall back on gender. Uh, it should be on meritocracy. Um, you know, with the fact that uh, you mentioned just now, men are physically stronger. I think generally speaking, yes, uh, but there are also women who are pretty strong. I've seen um, recently in the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, we saw the, you know, uh, weightlifter. Um, having said that, women don't necessarily have to do everything that men do, but they have to know that if they want to, they can. So, that is what I think when it comes to, you know, having different abilities and different skills, um, you know, having uh, men and women wired differently. You know, sometimes people say men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I think to a certain extent, uh, it is true. Uh, those are also backed by research, but um, it shouldn't matter. At the end of the day, every individual, regardless of gender, um, have their own set of uh, flaws and also strengths. All right. Have you ever experience it or do you know if your female relatives like friends or family have been struggling to find their careers uh so have i ever experienced uh, struggling with my career you mean mm, yes yes okay um i guess uh so in my uh, i would say slightly more than 10 years uh, of professional experience in the you know workforce uh, that tells you my age but um I have been in market research. I've been in advertising and broadcast television uh, and journalism. I've, I'm now currently in like um, a nonprofit um, uh, organization. So I would say it's quite a col- col- colorful career. And with every job that I've um, taken, I have experienced varying degree of um, struggles. So I'm going to put aside occupational hazards and also the struggles uh, related to the job scope itself. But um, relating to your topic tonight, um, it's basically 
more if you're talking about discrimination when it comes to gender uh, or preference to men uh, over women and all that i definitely do feel uh, everyday sexism in some of the work um it's sometimes it's done so normally like it's not wrong you know uh, and nobody has actually educated any of like uh, the men or in fact women who are sexist um and we've spent so much time ignoring it you know putting it down under the rugs uh, sweeping it under the rugs and ignoring pretending it didn't happen you know if like someone discriminated you like uh, you know for example say uh, okay this is just an example from my time in uh, in a broadcast um, channel in a news channel so basically mm-hmm. let's say um, there is uh, they are sending a journalist over to a war torn country for example uh, let's say afghanistan or syria so you know lah uh, countries like syria then there's uh, there are definitely some dangers there um, they would prefer to send male journalists because they will say quote unquote um, you know it's dangerous it's better to send men you know women sometimes you know they have issues mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not safe and then they run slow or they get their period when you know in the desert or something like that so without even give without even giving an equal opportunity to say okay anybody want to volunteer you know regardless mm-hmm. of gender uh, uh, okay isa are you sure you want to go you 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 know the risk right you know the challenges and you still want to go okay go you know there's not even that kind of conversation it's mostly like okay i think we should send a male journalist So those things happen and when those things happen it is our mistake as women also sometimes to pretend it didn't happen and just say mm, never mind lah next time I'll try you know or like oh, I don't want to I don't want to you know get angry at my boss I don't want to tell him yeah. off or tell her off um so we just pretend it didn't happen but that's wrong and in today's world I think it's important for us to speak up in a way where it's still respectful you don't have to speak up and just you know be nasty to people but speak up and say hey you know what do you want to consider me do you want to consider other women journalists for example um having said that I've also experienced uh, some kind of um uh harassment from a female colleague as well so I'm it's not to say that it's very much a gender bias um you know uh, again going back to every individual having their own personalities and all that lah but uh, yes through my experience in uh, my career i do face uh, sexism and also discrimination hmm all right uh, actually miss i truly concerned about this matter could you tell hmm. me the con- the effect or the consequences of this worry Uh, if you're worried about this uh, issue, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I think it's great that I think it's great that you are concerned about things like this. Uh, because if we are not concerned, um, then we wouldn't have taken any actions whatsoever to to stop this from happening. So I think, especially young people, um, you know, those who are in the universities like you guys, uh, especially you know studying law mm-hmm. you guys are in the right place you guys are in the right place um you know i always say to law students if anything you guys are the gatekeepers uh of truth you guys are the truth seekers and truth tellers you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and whatever it is uh that you do at the end of the day um 
if you choose to read law uh, and study law, whether you become a lawyer or not, I think it's a great opportunity for you to see the system and how you can improve it um, at, a, at a legal uh, perspective. So um, a lot of the things happen outside of the legal system, you know, um, for example, if I don't report uh, any kind of discrimination towards me, then it won't go anywhere. It won't go on record. So for you who are practicing law, for example, uh, you have the prerogative, you have the power to move the needle to make the system better and accommodate everyone uh, and be more inclusive. So that's what I think. All right. So we move to the next question. Uh, how to ensure the female's qualifi qualification in achieving their preference career and their own passion? I want to know your thoughts. Uh, at Women Girls, uh, the NGO that I'm working at, um, we do have a program called Kerja Kerja. Mm -hmm. So Kerja Kerja targets young women uh, between 18 to 30 years old. They seem like normal women, uh, but they are either school dropouts, uh, they don't have any qualification. So they work as part-time promoters for like 10 years and they get the same salary for 10 years because the employers will say, oh, because you don't have SPM, so I cannot pay you more. So they, these young women uh, or young men for that matter, but for this program, we focus on young women, um, they are being taken advantage of. You know, um, because people say, oh, okay, you don't have CGL, so I don't have to pay you more. I pay you 500 only. And then they do that work for 10 years. That's super unfair. So I feel like qualification is important. If you have the opportunity to pursue your studies or pursue any kind of courses, it doesn't have to be a diploma. It can be like a certification or a formal kind of um, uh, paper. Do pursue that. But I do understand that there are some people who may not have the opportunity simply because, you know, they can't, uh, they, they marry early, they're, you know, they're child brides, they get pregnant early and they don't have time to pursue. I get that. And then when they decide to finally pursue their, their careers, it's a bit too late. Um, I feel like despite anything, I think women should take a moment to, to just think about what it is they want out of their lives. So this is a personal story that I'm, I'm about to tell. So I used to visit this transit home, transit home for uh, teenage uh, pregnancy. <coughs> Excuse me. So this transit home, they house about 16 to 20 young women, uh, meaning a, a below 18 years old. Tau. So they are, they are teenagers who got pregnant and mm. being thrown out or shunned out of the house by their family. The family don't want to take care of them because they are malu. You know, uh, they mm -hmm. don't want to, uh, they, are, they are embarrassed with the neighbors or their families to know that their, their daughter is being pregnant out of wedlock. So they go to this transit house. Um, so when I talked to this one girl, I said, okay, you're now, six, you're now uh, 18. Sorry, she's 18. She has not taken SPM and she has a baby. So I said, how, what are your plans? And then she's like, ah, oh. and then she, she told me, Ka, I have a plan. My plan is um, after I finish my pantang, my confinement, I want to pursue SPM, but I'm not going to go to school because I'm already 18 years old and I'm shy. I'm embarrassed because, you know, then they will ask why did, why did I take SPM uh, late? So I'll just take all the textbooks, 
read at home while I take care of my baby and then I will just go to uh, the nearest school to take SPM where I will register for the SPM and hopefully I get uh, enough um, enough results like a uh, good enough result like a few A's uh, here and there um, I want to pursue my career in I want to work at body shop and then I'll say why out of all the places you say you want to work at body shop <laughs> like that's quite <laughs> random right and yeah, then she's yeah. like Yeah, and she's like, you know, Miss Isa, I heard my friend once told me that uh, she worked at Body Shop for about a year and a half. After only a year and a half, she got promoted as a manager. So Body Shop help uh, women who do work properly and they don't really look at, um, they give opportunities lah to, mm-hmm. to women like this. So I was like, ah, okay. So she does have a plan. So what I'm trying to say here is, Life will throw at you so many lemons, you know, you know the mm-hmm. saying, right? But it's, it is up to you um, to find the light at the end of the tunnel to work towards the betterment of your career and your life. Because at the end of the day, you cannot rely on anyone else. Not, you don't think like, okay, I get married and my husband will take care of me. Don't think like that. You have to take mm-hmm. care of you. So you have to figure out, like the story just now, how are you going to make money and sustain yourself? So that's um, the moral of the story there. Last but not least, if women are mistreated equally towards for their career opportunities, could you suggest some ways to overcome this issue? Yes. Um, number one, I would say uh, speak up. So voice out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say voice out, voice here is very subjective so not everyone is brave enough to use their literal voice to say hey that's wrong no um use your voice however whatever the voice means to you sometimes people are not good at speaking but they are good at writing so if your strength is writing write so for example you are being mistreated um you know, towards your career opportunity you know someone say okay i don't want to give you this job because you're a woman for example If you are not brave enough to say, I don't, sir, may I know why I'm not being accepted for this job? Okay, that's ideal. Okay, that's ideal. If you can say that, mm-hmm. then ask, okay, but I, I, am the, I have the same qualification as him, for example. But if you are not brave enough, you cannot find it in yourself to speak up at that moment. Find it in yourself to speak up in writing. Let's say, sir, um, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, for the interview. However, I would really like to know why I'm not being accepted when I feel like I'm suitable for the job. So write an email. So, okay. So if speaking up and writing is not your strength, then probably you can, you know, uh, take it to the social media, uh, write a tweet, a short tweet. It doesn't have to be long. So things like that, always find a way to justify it for yourself. Again, when I say at the end of the day, you have to... Uh, take care of yourself. This is what I mean. Women have been mistreated for so long, for for mm-hmm. centuries. For centuries, women have been mistreated. Not just in work, in the workforce, or in career, whatever. Everywhere, you know, with the home based uh, workers, home based workers like uh, housewives, homemakers, domestic workers. All those people. Who do we think they are? They are not men. They are women mostly. Okay, there's a high percentage that the cleaners. Uh, apa, maids, uh, housekeepers, all that, they're all women. So these women, they don't get um, increment in their salary. They don't get promoted as a senior uh, cleaner. They don't have senior cleaner or senior, you know. They're just that. So 
we it's time that we find justice for women who are doing this kind of work whom if they don't exist the world will not run the way that it runs today you know what i mean the ceos mm-hmm. all that will not be able to function if there are no women at home taking care of their kids while they pursue their career there will be no uh, managers uh, top achievers at work if there are no women helping cook dinner uh, while you take the meeting you know so please i think uh, think about little little ways that you can help change the system mm-hmm. all right you have reached the end of another episode of the gavel cast once again thank you miss isa for the time and effort it took to share your thoughts with me today so miss isa do you want to say a few last words to our audience Uh, first of all, thank you so much for for having me on this episode, and uh, thank you for listening this far. Um, <laughs> I want everyone to just uh, remember that um, you know making a change or change making in the world or mm, in the right. society uh, is not a one person's job. To we have to do it together. Mm-hmm. We have to do it together. So you do a little bit, I do a little bit. We have to move the needle one by one slowly and. Hopefully, one day um, we can see the effects of our our f- the fruits of our labor today. So the change making that we do today, we won't see the result tomorrow. No, for example, like Undi eighteen, you start the work way before, like maybe a few years before, until you see the legislature change and say, okay, let's pass the Undi eighteen bill, for example. So it does change making takes a lot of work and a lot of time. But if we everyone do together and say, hey, we need to support women, you know, in the workforce and all that. So hopefully someday we will see mm-hmm. the result of that work. And I don't know. My hope here is that maybe one of the listeners here um, are 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 women and very passionate. I hope to see the first female prime minister in Malaysia soon. Hopefully, <laughs> all right. maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> All in all, I have that many organizations implement greater greater awareness to combat biases that prevent women from being allowed to compete fairly and be treated equitably in their career opportunities out there. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Gavelcast. This podcast has been brought to you by the Ausa Malaysia and Ausa University Sultan Zainal Abidin. If you love the Gavelcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on any podcast platforms. For more info about Ausa Malaysia, do check us out at ausamalaysia.com. And don't forget to catch our next episode. Gavelcast, one, two, three. Gavelcast, one, two, three.